Welcome once again to Ask, where we answer, what should we prioritize if we think Christ is coming back soon? Plus a couple other really good questions that you asked and we will answer. Stay tuned on this edition of Ask. Welcome once again, everyone. I'm Pastor Jamie, and this is the uh, weekly show where I try to answer some questions that you, the listener, listener and viewer, uh, give to us. And so if you don't give good questions, then we can't have good shows. So keep them coming. We've had lots of good questions, but keep submitting them. Uh, might not get answered for a few weeks, but that's okay. How do you do that? Well, the best way to do it is go to cornerstonebv.org. You go to our media page and then you click on ask and you can submit your question. You don't have to leave your name if you're like, mm, because these questions, a lot of questions get asked about Bible or how I should apply that to my life, but also life questions or uh, those types of things. And sometimes those get sensitive. So you don't have to leave your name. We won't know who you are at all, but we will still answer it, right? Because if you have questions, other people do too, right? So this first one is, with the feeling of Christ's return feeling closer rather than further away, is it wrong to pray for the most earthly time as possible with your family. Okay, so first of all, it feels like the time, the return of Christ is here. And I answer a lot of questions like this, because especially right now, you got COVID going on, you got a lot of stuff happening in our world um, that, that definitely there's hints in the Bible to say, hey, these are signs of the end. And so I think it's good to feel like it's closer than not. I believe that it is. I also believe the Bible is very clear. Um, live as if Christ is coming really soon. They believed it, we should believe it, right? So why? Because if you believe that, you ready your life. Your priorities are then different um, because, well, if he's coming tomorrow, that's gonna change how I live my life, what I emphasize, what I do, and what I don't do, right? So that's a good thing, whether or not that's the case, we don't know, because Jesus said, I don't even know, like when he was here, he knows now, but when he was in this life, he said, not even the sun knows the day or the hour, right? So be ready, but recognize that, don't try to figure out the exact day or hour. Okay, but back to your real question is, um, is it wrong to, if I think, hey, I might only have a few months, a few years, is it wrong to pray for more time with my earthly family, right? And I, first of all, no. It's, it's never wrong to pray for God to give you quality time with the people you love. I, never is that wrong, okay? Um, but I would just put this caveat with it, that, that if you're living with the end in mind, the kingdom work or promises and work that, that you're supposed to be about should be your priority, right? So draw closer to Christ so that you can obey him. You obey his word, you seek to shine the light of the gospel, um, don't forsake serving in ministry, blessing others, uh, taking the spiritual gifts and exercising those, uh, taking the spiritual fruit that you have and, and shining that, right? That, that the Bible's clear that, that we shouldn't hide and say, oh, Jesus is coming back. Let's get as much quality time with the family and not be about the kingdom's business. So if those two are in contrast and you have close family that have no desire to be a part of kingdom work, Kingdom work comes first. Jesus said, man, it'll separate families, okay? However, if you can kind of bring those two together and live for Christ while spending great quality time with your earthly family, I think that's a great uh, bringing together of those two things, okay? Good question. Second question today, <laughs> I like this one. What does it mean when the Bible says Saul went into a cave to cover his feet? Okay, so that's referring to a story. If you remember, um, David was anointed to be king as a teenager by the prophet Samuel. Saul 
was the king, but he had lost his anointing because he had rebelled against God. So Samuel, he was still the king of Israel, but um, Samuel went anointed David. However, David didn't become the actual king for quite some time. So there's this long stretch that you can read about uh, in 1 Samuel of David in this weird relationship he had with Saul, right? And, and so at this point, Saul's chasing him because he hates David. He knows David's going to be the next king. He knows he's anointed by God. And instead of repenting and trusting in God, Saul wants to kill him. And it just goes back and forth from there. So there is this scene. David never tries to kill Saul because he looks at him and says, that's God's anointed. Even if he's trying to kill me, it's not, my, it's not for me to touch someone God has anointed. So it shows David's great faith and trust in God and God's plan, not the earthly plan. And Saul, on the other hand, trusting in his plan, not God's. Completely the opposite. So this scene comes. Saul's got his men and David's got his. He's chasing David. David um, is hiding in a cave. And it says Saul has to go in and cover his feet was a Jewish euphemism for relieving himself, relieving his bowels, right? So that type of number two, so to speak, right? So he had to go in, his, his uh, bowels were calling, okay? He had something to eat, he needed to let it go. And all right, Jamie, enough, I hear you, okay. So he's doing that most susceptible position probably he can be in, right? And David is there and Saul doesn't know. David has the opportunity to kill him, cuts off a little piece of his cloak just so he can show him, I didn't, right? And, and Saul, right, says, oh, and he goes away, but then he eventually tries to kill him again. So I know I put more of an answer that you really asked, but I just thought maybe we should talk more than just, Saul had the poop. All right, okay, third question. The baptism of Jesus in Matthew 3.14 in the verse reads, but John tried to deter him saying, I need to be baptized by you. And do you come to me? In reading this verse again, I'm curious to know if John's initial reaction in this verse was because he was feeling unqualified or was he simply taken aback by the request from Jesus. Thank you for answering my question. You're welcome. Okay, definitely uh, John the Baptist. He comes out. He's a precursor for Jesus. You can read about that in the New Testament, right? And he's, he's baptizing people, uh, and it was called a baptism of repentance. I've mentioned this many times, and I will mention it many times more, so you don't get confused. Christian baptism, which we're going to have another one coming up soon here at Cornerstone, is not the same thing. It's related, but it's not the same thing. This is the baptism of repentance. It's, you could almost call it the baptism of preparation for Jesus. That was John the Baptist's whole deal, to come and say, you've sinned. Yes, okay, let's baptize so you can identify that you are a sinner and you want to be cleansed from that sin. That's all John the Baptist had the authority to be able to do. He couldn't save you from your sin. He could only point it out. But he said, there's someone coming who's greater who you can turn to in repentance of your sin to be saved. That's Jesus. Okay, so he does that. Tons of people. He's getting them ready for Jesus to come. Jesus comes on the scene, comes to be baptized, right? So John's like, no way. Like, I'm not worthy to tie your sandals. Meaning, yes, I am not qualified to do this. You're the son of God. You're the one that I'm preparing people for. Why would I baptize you? The second reason John would be confused is he knows he doesn't need a baptism of repentance. He hasn't sinned. What would he need to be baptized for? Why would he want to do that? So John's got definitely some confusion there. So Jesus says, no, 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 I need to do this. Why? Not because Jesus did sin, 
but this was to start his public ministry so Jesus could identify with sinners because he's going to become our sin when he goes to the cross. So John the Baptist is still a little confused, but of course he does it because he's Jesus. He tells you to do something, you go ahead and do it. Great question. All these questions were great. Make sure you ask your questions, cornerstonebv.org. Sign up also on that website for one of our three gatherings this upcoming uh, weekend, either Saturday at 5 or our 2 Sunday morning, 9 or 11. Would love to see you in person. If you don't have a church family, would love to meet you and have you be a part of ours. God bless. Have an awesome, blessed week, everybody.